Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to episode 476 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are you doing, fellas? Fucking amazing. You tell the weather's cold because I'm looking at the air. I'm, I'm here in an Udi. I can see Glennie's in his Udi. And uh, instead, that doesn't have an Udi, I don't think. But he's no. uh, in a jacket, though. You know, in a, in a, in a, a zip-up Udi. Oh, I don't know. It's t-shirt and shorts weather. So as he unzips his fucking hoodie right. and starts to, and I, I believe took his penis out. Like, what was that? <laughs> I can't see below the line there. But. Like where where is he going with this? I mean, like, where does it where does it begin and where does it end? I mean, he, it was definitely the the movement was like you know we can only sort of see like you know, yeah. to, you know above your waist. He's like, oh, and you guys like, are wearing your hoodies. And, it's time for me to get my dick out. Yeah. No, I was uh, I was scratching my leg. Yeah, that's what you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, tripod. Now. <laughs> I, think, I think it wish that by scratching my upper thigh, I could give the illusion I was doing anything else. But I was squarely scratching my upper thigh. This, uh, this is why you're a 10. <laughs> he's, a 10 he's, a, he's a 10, but he, but he pulls his dick out <laughs> while you're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> now, um... This week we have a shortened origin affected uh, round, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just trying. I'm just uh, trying to grab the origin teams because uh, I forgot to fucking uh, line that one up because we do want to look at the the, the origin stuff, and um, there's a couple of new stories that we want to talk about as well. I guess I guess we don't need to go too too hard on the uh, on the origin because it is a full week from today when the game happens, and we do have an episode between now and then, but. Uh, just a couple of small things to uh, to discuss on the New South Wales side of things. Uh, with the injury to Payne Haas, it's uh, looking like uh, Jordan McLean is going to be taking his spot in the starting mm. side. Thoughts? Um, I was a big Jordan McLean fan, and, and I remember vividly the, the expectations he had on him when he left the Storm uh, to go up to the Cowboys. He, he was a big signing at the time because he was fucking damaging but then he did himself in the the nines before the fucking season who the fuck sends your fucking you know premier signing of a prop to the fucking nines anyway but um he, he's never really hit the heights again and i'm not saying and, okay, and he's he's been good this season but there i mean you know when you do the the, the basic stack comparison against certain people that you know he was perhaps selected over. And I mean, yeah, there are agendas against certain players getting them back because of the way they, you know, because they carried on like fucking cunts when they were dropped last time, you know, David Clemmer. 
But uh, <clears throat> which fucking putting that on Front Street, I'm not opposed to. No. Unless, like I said, play like. Do you remember um, the Latrell stuff? The first time that he was dropped. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And and he came out, and there was a little bit of argy bargy around it in the beginning, but he essentially took the maturity route and said yeah. that he'd reached out to Freddie and and they'd spoken and he talked about you know what he needed to do to get back into that arena. Yeah. If people have done that, I'm fucking all for it. But until they have. Yeah. Fuck off. If you've been a if you've been a cancer in camp. Yep. Get out. See ya. Don't want you. Yep. How is it yep. that you can't like in that environment <clears throat> that you, you can't find a way to not be a cunt? Like this is the elite, the pinnacle of sport. And There's so many ways you can look at it. Yeah, like the pinnacle of this sport. It's the you know Almost, you know, for you know, almost more valuable than a selection in the, in the national side, and because of the level of competition, it's one hundred percent more valuable. Mm. And then, but and then, even if you're not motivated by personal achievement and and legacy, it's like thirty k in your pocket. Yeah, pop, you know, like that's it. It's like it's like legit cash money. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's like people can. Well, you know, we've spoken about football players and the you know. You know some of the, the prevailing attitudes. Now we we had a Jack White in there in eighteen, so the situation with the um, the centres and everything has hasn't come to pass. I mean we're remaining with Bird on Crime, which I'm perfectly happy to do. Just today, before we recorded the show, <clears throat> before we started recording, we had uh, Nico Hines, who was unlikely to play anyway. He was outside of the seventeen. Mm. COVID scare through the through the Sharkies. Couple of players got the COVID. I think Nico was one of them, and. As a result, coming into camp, Chad, the Chad. Now, great heavens. Obviously, it, it, it would take a major catastrophe for him to be required to take the field. However, once again in season twenty twenty two, it's not as it's not fuck, as laughable this what, year. Fuck as... all of you. Yeah, fuck fuck everyone who said anything ever about my eight hundred thousand dollar a year contract with the Cowboys, including the three concert hosts this week in league, um, and probably every other fucking podcast host in the land and and uh, journalist and person on Twitter. He continues. Big Chad keeps deep dicking all of us. <laughs> or, or at least deep at least deep dicking our words. Um, and look, I, I respect it. <laughs> I got to say, he, I, I, I'm loving it. He's not as lovable, but is he the fucking Forrest Gump of the NRL? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's yeah. There's a couple of players that that I think. I mean, there's various aspects of players that you could you could put into that. Like, I I think in terms of like the the pseudo profound comment commentary, you know, Cooper Cronk with his blog and um and also Will Zillman like talking about yeah. you know taming horses and shit. <laughs> like I think both of those guys are super contenders as well. But <laughs> <laughs> but yes. But look I'm I'm fuck, I'm fucking here for it. Now on the Queensland side of things, um Nanai comes in the second row. Can I just point out, can I just point out that I'm yeah. glad that none of the replacements at all for New South Wales have anything to do with Parramatta Eels. That's um, the, that's probably the funniest angle about Chad coming in because when he can, when he comes in, that's at the expense of Mitchell Moses, who yeah. you would think would be second drop. Well, look, here's the thing. <laughs> Where are the Eels sitting on the ladder this year? Oh, somewhere in the lower half of the eight, right? You know, and where know are the exactly. Cowboys sitting? Yeah, plenty high. How, many, ri- how many rings has Mitch Moses got? 
Ouch. Well, you know, I mean, he is one of the rings in the three ring circus there at the Eels. <laughs> In Gutho and fucking Brad Arthur. He's a ring. <laughs> you know, put, putting it out there, there, there is a premiership winning half whose club is in the top four firmly. Yes. Who got selected over a fucking known tantrum throwing fuckhead. Mm-hmm. It's not that surprising. Mm. No. Maybe no, Mitchie Moses had, sa- uh, had his card stamped. It is, uh, it is very satisfying, though. Mm. Like, yes. super satisfying. It is. Sorry, on to Queensland. Yeah, so Gilbert joining the bench. Um, Sam Walker comes into the, the pool of reserves. Uh, and Nanai into the second row. I don't yeah, think there's anything surprising or controversial or particularly impactful, no. honestly. No. I mean, the thing with Nanai, I mean, you know, they, I mean, there's... Yeah, there is there is something representative wise. Uh, you know, actually, any 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 level of footy that that Kafusi brings to a team, apart from the grubbery, like he also, I mean, he he does he he's a good hole runner. Yeah, and 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 deadly from sort of short range. Yep. You know, with you know yeah, you know, well placed well placed uh, passes, and and in terms of that origin effort, yeah, like he he understands, especially at this stage of his career, how to manage a game. Yeah. I forget which radio show I heard it on, but I heard someone saying, and it was a great analogy that um, that an Origin match is like a triathlon. In that there are so many options to go too hard too early, or to go too hard in the wrong sections, yep. and not manage yourself for the game properly. And Felice Cafusi is fucking great at managing himself for a game, so he can just keep giving and keep giving and keep giving. He'll be a big out for him. Yep. Yep. Now, we'll talk about the actual game itself and the teams will be perfectly settled and, and uh, finalised, I'd imagine, by the time we record next. But a uh, story come out today. Or was it yesterday? What's that? No, it was today. About Lukey Brooks slamming the West Tigers officials uh, regarding the whole circus around him potentially being axed that came out, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, the first week of the... Uh, before the last Origin game. And... Uh, when asked about it, Brooksy said, uh, I did see it. It was pretty disappointing that it came out in the media, and in the end, obviously, it wasn't true. I think it came from a place where it probably shouldn't have, and that's what's frustrating sometimes about this club. A fair few stories get leaked out, and I think this comes from people a lot higher than us. In the end, it obviously didn't happen because I played. It's just another thing. What can you do? He also revealed that discussions with Tigers coaches surrounded his improvement, not a potential axing. Myself not being spoken to and seeing it all in the news is pretty frustrating, but it was all cleared up and in the end I was playing, so it was a little bit of a storm in the teacup. Noddy was good with that. He wanted to talk to me first. That's a frustrating thing that came out through the media. But then he went on to say, uh, where's the, I need to find the quote, where he basically came out and said... Um, that next time you know, you know it comes to contract negotiations, he's gonna, you know, he wants to, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to, you know, take care of himself and not think about the club. <laughs> now, oh, now, 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 the uh, this this podcast is uh, is is yeah blessed, you know hashtag blessed to have a West Tigers supporter amongst our number, <laughs> Glenny. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm all for Brooksy firing up a little bit because he does cop it. But 
What are you, as a West Tigers fan? I I probably have a sliver more respect for the guy because this year he's been he's been fucking the whipping boy for everything West Tigers. Some of it deserved, some not so much. um, For years, Dally M half of the year under Ivan Cleary. Yeah, you're right. Let's not forget. Is he the only award winner that the West Tigers have had in the last decade? Has he bought the only bit of silverware associated with that club? <laughs> and they're treating him like this. In the last decade. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think there was, there was someone won a community award or something. <laughs> did he get a trophy? Did, did they, did, did they... <laughs> I don't know who, but surely someone someone, did. someone stole their kid's McDonald's voucher from the fucking under 11. <laughs> someone, <laughs> filled in in, someone filled in at the... Uh, Year three fucking tunnel ball uh, at the at the athletics carnival and they got a ribbon. Does that count? <laughs> that, was Brooksy. A, that was probably that was probably Brooksy as well because he's the only one. He's, he's, he's the same height as him. Um, look, he this year he has barked back a bit at at the media and and had a bit to say in response to to some of the criticism that's come his way and I haven't seen that from him previously. Um, to to address your question directly, Nathan, um, I think it's laughable that Luke Brooks feels like he is going to have an opportunity to have a negotiation about another contract at the West Tigers. Um, because if he thinks that uh, discussions or comments from the club to him directly weren't forthcoming in regards to him playing last weekend uh, were bad... Wait till no one fucking contacts him or his manager about him playing for the club after his contract expires. <laughs> Jeez, he's going to have a bit to say. Um, oh, I think, I've said it before, I think the best thing for Luke Brooks is to play somewhere else. Um, and not, not because he hasn't shown great loyalty, far more loyalty than the other guys that... Were told all those years ago by Ivan, and, and it's probably the one of the things that I, I loved most about Ivan when he was coaching the Tigers was the fact that he had the stones to draw that line in the sand for the Tedesco's and the, and the Moses and and Brooks and Woods. Um, when he, when he did, and I think it was the best thing for the club. Unfortunately, um, after Ivan left, the club went back to being this wishy washy fucking player power bullshit um, that has plagued us since our inception. So, um, yeah, I I don't think Luke Brooks will get another contract at the Tigers, and I think that's probably a good thing for him as he probably starts to enter the, you know, the, the, the back half of his career. Okay, so let's let's stay with the West Tigers. Let's. And another standoff that we have here, Adam Dewey. He has dropped a bombshell by asking Brett Kamali to pick him in New South Wales Cup if he won't select him in his preferred position of 5'8". <laughs> He's been selected in centre this week and um, is in his, what, his third week since he returned. But he contacted Kamali on Tuesday to ask the question about playing 5'8 in New South Wales Cup after being selected in the centres. Tim Sheens then smoothed things over. But... Um, and then Dewey said he'd put the team first and trained in the centres. But the Tigers, they've told him that they view his best position 
as 5'8", and intend to give him every opportunity to play there. However, <laughs> he's not selected there and will line up against Parramatta in the centres. He's gone on the record multiple times stipulating that 5'8 is his preferred position. And so the Tigers have to fi- figure out how to fit I think part three of the- ball players into two positions. Uh, I think part of the problem is that no one at the Tigers understands that the 5'8 wears number six. I think that's part of the problem. Maybe it's a slight education process that the Tigers need to undergo. Um, <clears throat> again, the common denominator here is Luke Brooks. Because six isn't his best it's, position. It's really not. The common yeah. denominator is the club. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Common denominator is Justin Pascoe. <laughs> you know what? Another is, common, deno- another common denominator. They're still trying to shoehorn Luke Brooks into the side when they've got a guy that's better in the six than, than Brooks playing in the centres and, and a guy that's better than Brooks in the seven playing in the seven. So, But um, this is the thing, though. Who do they then put in the centres? This is that argument. You've got a guy, you've got a, a serviceable half in Brooks, serviceable, and a great centre in Dewey, or you get a good half in Dewey and who? A fucking rookie in the centres? Well, they've got, to be fair, they've got nothing to lose by playing a younger guy in the centres. But who have they got, though? Are you bringing well, they've, they've got the Junior Tupo in 20 in the reserves and Asu Kapoa. In both of which have played centres, they're both sitting on the reserves list. Yeah, okay. So is the I, team better with Brooks not in it and them at centre? I think they've got an opportunity. They've got little on the bench. If they feel like they need to find a way to have Brooks in the side, then have him come off the bench and play that hooking role. Yeah, okay. You want another? You want to know another common denominator is, is that Dewey, Brooks, and Hastings are all off contract at the end of next season. So from November first, people can start putting in their bids for Dewey. Mm. Yeah, as well. So uh, I, I think Dewey legit would want to stay at the club. For, for, yeah, Why? because yeah, they've, they've shown him such loyalty and telling him one thing and doing something else. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can imagine why, yeah. He's also been touted as a future captain. That, that's and like the guy that says, oh, the, the strippers are actually interested in me for my personality. What do you mean then? People gravitate <laughs> towards me, even strippers. <laughs> <sighs> Here's the thing, though. I think for, for Paul, Luke Brooks, I'm not Paul sure. Brooks, <clears throat> yeah, I'm yeah, not sure that sim- anything... We've got a Brooksy sympathiser in our mix. Fucking oh, no, simp- There's two things and it's not. Yeah, the Brooksy scene. I, I think for Paul Brooksy, the issue is he thinks that there's all this stuff being leaked by the club. When the fact of the matter is, the journals have come out and said that West Tigers chaos gets clicks. Mm. So they're just going to fucking make shit up. Even it's, if it's not there, they yeah. they will fucking come. That's that's what journalists do. Poor but, journalists. If it's not there, they'll they'll make it up. But then the other side of things is the amount of shit I've seen where all of a sudden now being dropped is this like rite of passage that all good players go through. How many good players ever get dropped to Reggie's? Mm. None. Fucking none. 
Like good players don't come through and get dropped because of form. They might come back up through Reggie's if they've had an injury or some time out of the game or whatever it might be. But the really good ones don't. No, they don't. They Do never they? get fucked. When was up. when was the last guy that was in the top ten players in the comp that had an injury for any period of time, including a fucking ACL? Yeah. And came back through Reggie's. Yeah. Did not happen. I'm like I'm even trying to think of, you know, and, you know, I remember times when people have been sent to Reggie's for disciplinary reasons. Mm-hmm. That's vastly fucking different. Yeah. Maybe that's um, it. Send Brooksy down to Reggie's for being a lippy little cunt in the media and fucking put Dewey at six. I think the way forward here, Nate, is for uh, us to start a crowdfunding fucking go pay me account to lodge an official third-party sponsor bill to keep Brooksy at the Tigers. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should fucking do it. <sighs> just as bad as those fucking journos. You just want the content. <laughs> Love it. So um, the the last thing to to talk about is that uh, this is not finalised yet, but it seems to people are reporting it as if it's pretty much happening. That uh, Reese Walsh is set to end up back at the Broncos uh, after the revelations he will quit the Warriors, and I think Tamari Martin will be going the other way to sweeten the deal, and perhaps uh, you know deal with some of the cash that no doubt he he'd be wanting to receive. Uh, and also another another component of the deal is that um, Charles Nickel Clockstart will be going back to New Zealand as well, so filling the vacated mm. fullback role. Now Selwyn Cobbo wants to sign the Broncos are sign, re-signing him on a bulk amount of money, and he apparently wants to get his hands on the ball more and play fullback. Mm-hmm. So which then leads to further speculation that Reese Walsh may be moved to the halves. Because mm-hmm. every fullback makes a five-eight. Apparently, did Reese Walsh play five-eight coming up? I don't, the, I've not. I've no idea. That would be the only wrinkle. There's I, another. There's another wrinkle to the deal though, as well, in that apparently there's bad blood between the Warriors and the Dolphins. I'm Jeez. not sure why, given that they fucking use the their their area as a as a base of operations, but one of the stipulations of releasing Walsh. Now, the reason why they they talk about personal circumstances um, with Reese Walsh uh, unable to go to New Zealand, um, and that's because he split up with his with his his partner, and they've got a kid, and he doesn't want to be in another country away from his kid, which is fair enough, but. They have uh, they've, they've given him permission to explore his options, which is, is equals the Broncos, with conditions, and one of the conditions was that he couldn't go to the Dolphins. <laughs> so Bennett and the Dolphins are no doubt furious, and they've contacted the NRL. It's been reported to say, listen, how can a how can he be put on the you know, be put on the market without being put on the market, and b how can they Say so, yeah, you only you know you can only negotiate with the Broncos. So, um, what the fuck's that? Because yeah, because the Dolphins, like you know, there's been a lot of talk about them wanting Reese Walsh and him being you know a uh, you know, a highly prized target for them, and they were going to throw like a a fortune at him, you know, like two point eight million over you know, well you know four years or something like that or three years, so like a decent amount of cash. 
and uh, so they're yeah, so they're they're kind of arcing up about it as well. So it's uh, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so the Dolphins are demanding clarification. Looks like the Broncos are going to get him. Also, it looks like the Broncos are going to be keeping um, Cobo and playing him at fullback. And uh, and the Warriors have got, yeah, it has to be said, a reasonable fullback replacement in CNK. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. So I guess it'll be all, it, it should all be set in stone and, and, uh, and, and confirmed and ratified by the time we record next. But yeah. Here's the thing. Um, th- this is what happens, I guess, in when you're dealing with contracts and, and things like that, the aggrieved party gets to gets to set the conditions. It's a fucking strange one, and who knows? May, maybe the, the Warriors look at having the Broncos on side as a better option than than not, I guess, or, or having someone on side and pissing off the Dolphins who really don't have any clout is, is a better option than, than having no favours owed to them. Um, who fucking knows how how serious favors are between clubs? Mm. You know who 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 knows if CEOs call each other and go, "Hey, you you remember the the Reese Walsh thing? I'm calling in this favor," and they go, "Sorry, don't know what you're talking about." Who knows? I don't know how how that shit works. But um... <clears throat> the other thing is, it may also come down to who the manager is. You know. And it may even have been that the Warriors didn't demand it, so it might not be bad blood between the Warriors and the Dolphins. Maybe, maybe the manager came in and said, "Hey, um, this is the reason he needs to leave," and to show you that this is the reason, and we're not chasing money and we're not trying to negotiate with multiple clubs, we are happy to say to you that the only place he wants to play for is Brisbane, and we're happy to put that in the release. You know, that's that's feasible as well. If you're trying to get out, like just get an out and you have zero leverage, um, that sort of transparency can can be used in lieu of leverage, I guess, to to have enough trust in the negotiations to let them go ahead. So who fucking knows? Um, my query is, I've seen him touted as the next million dollar man. What's his contract? Have you got any details on that? At the moment or with this, this potential one coming to the Broncos? The one coming to the Broncos? No, not yet. It'll all come out in the wash. It'll probably be it'll probably be available uh, next time we record. Yeah, okay. Because I'll be interested. So at the moment, if... it's just like yeah. And there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing in stone yet. This is the, they're just reporting it as sort of agreements, done deals, but not no actual uh, numbers getting around. What, I, what I'd be worried about if I'm a Broncos fan um, is has the club fallen to the stage where they are now paying for potential? Well, yeah, you know. Maybe the, th- the thoroughbreds are back. Maybe they are. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Right, moving on to round 17. Origin uh, affected. A lot of teams getting their buy now in the final uh, Origin affected round. The first game on Thursday night is the Sharkies versus the Storm at, uh, I can't remember what we call the Reclaim Australia Stadium. That's right. There we are. <laughs> That's right. And, okay, so the Sharkies have Talakai out for Origin. Uh, so Tracy replaces him, and um, Toby Rudolph, also with COVID, joins Nico Hines and uh, on the sideline. So Fafita moves into the front row. Trindle comes in at half, and Hamlin Ueli joining the bench in his injury return. The Storm side, Nikarima drops to the reserves. Um, in number twenty-one, it is Meany shifts to five-eighth. 
what else have we got here? Um, Brandon Smith starts at hooker. Harry Grant's off with Queensland duties. Um, Aramia comes in in the wing. King comes in at lock. Nelson Estoffa-Solomon at prop. Kamikamika benched. Jordan Grant and Alec McDonald on the bench. Um, yeah. I think this will be an entertaining game, even even despite the, the players that are out. Mm. Um, Pappenhausen, Jerome Hughes, and obviously Brandon Smith still in the storm side. I, I think that's still a formidable um, hurdle for the Sharks to, to get over. The Sharks are at home, but I, I think Melbourne will still win. And, and Melbourne will be still... Nursing some sore asses after last week's performance. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and I think the bounce back factor from that alone uh, is is heavily in the Storm's favour. The Sharks as well. I mean, you know, Nico Hines is one is is one of those uh, critical players. I think in their good moments this season, mm. and uh, they were out, they were going to be without him anyway because of Origin. But um, you know, I guess we'll see how this COVID thing goes long-term for him as well. But uh, I'm happy to go with the Storm on this one, I think. Yep. Newcastle Knights take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, this one's taking place in Newcastle. And Newcastle Knights side, welcoming back Jaden Braley, which is a huge in for the side. Uh, Bradman Best comes back at centre, and uh, he'll replace uh, Gagai, who's playing for Queensland, obviously. And uh, the Rabbitohs side, Campbell Graham out injured. Hammy Saleh with a hamstring injury. He's out injured. Cook and Murray are on origin duty. So Milne returns to the lineup at centre. Burgess starts at prop. And Mawale is added to the bench. Nichols is lock. Um, and Havili is hooker. And Tafi joins the bench. And uh, there we go. Michael Cheekham. He's back from injury. And he's on the bench. And I'd, forgotten that he, I'd forgotten that he was at Souths. Nice. Mitchell knew better <clears throat> for last week's run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Cook and Murray are massive outs for the Bunnies with, with on origin duty. And um, conversely, Bradman Best and, and Braley are big ins for Newcastle, mm-hmm. um, which makes for a much more competitive game than it otherwise would have been. Um, yeah. Oh, this is a massive call, but I'm, I'm going to tip Newcastle in an upset. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Cook is a big out, but but yeah, Havili is a good hooker as well. Like he's not, you know, he's not some guy that is trying to you know shoehorn into a position to fill a hole, you know, that's been vacated, you know, just because of Origin. So the Rabbitohs side, while Murray, I think, and, and Cook are, are decent outs, they haven't been brutalised either as much as they could have been. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, there's fairly, there's a fair amount of stability there in that lineup, and look, I guess we could, yeah, it's a good test of uh, of the Knights' form though, to see how, uh, you know, I guess how accurate a representation of where they currently are it was, you know, the, the big win over the Titans, um, because the Titans, you know, they were absolutely fucking terrible last week. Yeah, they were, and I guess we get, to, I guess we get to see how much of that. The Knights' win last week was thanks to the Titans, or thanks to them turning a corner. But I, but I think Braley being back in 
I mean, fucking how many games has he played for them? It seems like every preseason he has like a almost season ending injury. Yeah. So he must be, he's surely like, you know, sort of the amount of games like on one hand, count on one hand games he's played for them. And so, you know, maybe the the return of Braley and uh, the, the, the ever amazing influence of Sexy Taxi is enough, but I'm still going to favor the Rabbits. Yeah. Braley's played 25 games for the Knights. 25? Holy mm. shit. Two in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> 23, 2021. Ah, so it must, be, yeah, it must have been 2020. I was thinking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was that extra year in his contract that I didn't realize. Yep. I thought it was like, I thought it was back-to-back years. Um, okay, uh, so you, you're, you're going the Knights then, Glenny. I'm going to tip the Knights. I'm still going Rabbits, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go the Rabbits on this one. Whilst, whilst whilst acknowledging that the rabbits themselves they've been fairly fucking patchy at times and unpredictable, but I feel like they they've kind of they at least I feel like they're kind of getting it more they they feel like they're getting it more together over the last yeah. couple of weeks and and again the the addition of Latrell and just the attention he ge- he generates on the field yep I feel will be enough okay we go to Saturday night and the West Tigers take on the Parramatta Eels at Leichhardt Oval. That, this is great. I reckon this is the shortest odds you've been all year, Glenny. You're only $4. That's fucking... Huge chance. That's easy. And money. obviously the bookies the bookies are taking into in, into into account the last start where you know, the West Tigers easily defeated the Eels. That's fair. I, 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 I reckon it's the first time I've seen you under $7. That's great. Yeah, well, I mean... You that's know, let's see that's some let's, real let's, Why are you telling me well done? I don't set the odds, nor do I play for the team. Let's see. Let's see what the odds are at six o'clock on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> West Tigers side. Tamau returns. Uh, Safarth drops to the reserves. James Roberts is out with, as we mentioned earlier, Dewey starting at centre. Matamua is set to debut and lids on the bench. Justin Matamua. Know anything about him, Glenny? Uh, zero. Expecting Does- big impact. Um, I have zero expectations because I know nothing about the young man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got nothing to offer other than he clearly um, has come from nowhere because he doesn't even have a uh, profile picture on his NRL um, Mm. entry. Mm. And number seventeen, he made his. I think he made his debut last week there in Fenua. I believe it's Fenua Pole pronounced. But I, you know, first first glance, I thought, oh. There we go, Ma- <laughs> Mahi Fanua. He's over enjoying his time over in England, but he's left his fucking penis to, penis at Leichhardt to play for the Tigers. And it's finally cracked the bench for first grade. So, a <laughs> uh, little known fact that uh, Mahi Fanua's pole is actually taller than Mahi Fanua himself. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, that's, yeah, no doubt. He, I mean, he, he couldn't he couldn't take it to England with him. I mean, he was over thirty two kilos, so. <laughs> He couldn't afford the surplus baggage charges. Um, Eelside. Okay, so Junior Paulo, he's out. He's playing for New South Wales. So Nikore shifts the prop. Madison goes in at lock uh, after missing last week's game. Gutherson is named and will and will play unless there's an absolute fucking catastrophe. Let's be honest. And um, yeah, Eels stung last week by the Rabbits. West Tigers stung by the Warriors. Two sides due for a win. One side. 30, 34 players hurting. 
<laughs> Which team will prevail, Gwenny? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that the West Tigers have the wood over the Parramatta Eels. Um, and I don't think you have to be the host of a rugby league podcast to know that. Um, anyone that knows anything about rugby league will have a true understanding uh, that the likes of Clint Gutherson and Mitchell Moses still suffering scary dreams, Nathan, if you will, <laughs> over their last performance against Tigers. And uh, I expect... Deep shame. I expect the uh, the tantric man himself to have 130 touches and the Tigers to win convincingly. Not the uh, nail-biting field goal victory that was uh, last time. I think that... Um, that put the eels to the sword, and there'll be there'll be no match for the Tigers in this game. Jesus, <laughs> just dented confidence. Rugby league is a confidence sport, and I, I think yeah. that's you know if you know anything about rugby league, um, you don't even know have to know as much as I know about rugby league to know that it's a confidence sport. And the eels will have no confidence going into this game against the Tigers, given the way that they were disposed of the last time they met. But I believe it was former coach Michael Maguire on the Tiger Town show who who did state that the West Tigers are always in a bottomless pit of self loathing with zero <laughs> confidence. And sometimes in a game. <laughs> he took that one with him. They haven't he been did. in the game since. He did. Uh final game of the round. I'm actually going to this one. Um uh, Broncos. Yeah, hang on, on, boys, the... you haven't who are you tipping? I mean, really? No, not West. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Really? It's embarrassing. You guys are embarrassing. <laughs> uh, the Broncos take on the Dragons at Suncorp. Broncos side. Capewell, Cobbo, Carrigan, and Flegler are all out for state of origin duty. Tamari Martin injured. Corey Jensen also injured. Uh, so Tessie New returns at fullback. Jordan Pereira on the wing. Uh, who else is in there? Palacia and James at prop. Hosking debuts in the back row. And uh, Ricky and Hetherington starting as well. And uh, Corey Pakes and uh, Tyson Gamble joined the bench. The Dragon side. Easy. Jaden Sullivan replaces Ben Hunt. Can the Dragons win? I don't think Dragons can win. Can they win without Ben Hunt? (laughs) No. No. We've, no, has we've, he given enough? Has he given enough of the sauce to the was, side? They didn't carry on without him. When I was taking um, my notes um, for Monday's show, mm. um, I felt like it was like the fourth time, fourth or fifth time this year that I've said that you know, everything the Dragons did well came through Ben Hunt. Yep, which yep. is a glowing indication of how reliant they are upon him for you know to produce plays and, and efforts to, to keep them in games. And with him not there, I just don't know that there's another player like that. Jaden Sullivan, with all due respect to the young kid, he's, he's not that guy. Um, and I think I'm expecting a big game from Adam Reynolds for the Broncos as well. Um, Do you I reckon he's physically up to it, though? I think as a competitor... I don't think last week's game would sit well with him. And um, I would imagine there's going to be a fair bit of needling. <laughs> he'll play needled up, and I think he'll have a big game. 
he will have to be for the Broncos to be in this game because, like the heart, like the heart and soul of the team at the moment, like you know Carrigan and, and Kurt Capewell mm. out, you know Flegler as well, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and Colo is always you know, always dangerous, especially against teams that you know aren't the most amazing defensively. Yeah. Um. So look, I mean, like on on, it's it seems weird, but on paper it's like well, you know. The Dragons are looking pretty good, but Ben Hunt, as we've observed over their you know their, their reasonable run of form over the last uh, you know month or two, it's all come from him. And can and can they exist without that huge important piece? I say no. Um, I say no as well. But. I'm there to be. I'm here to be surprised, and yeah, I'm going to this game. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say it under protest, but my little nephew's up from the bush, and uh, he wanted to go and see the footy. And unfortunately, Southeast Queensland put one game of football on this weekend, and it had to be this weekend. Yep. And unfortunately, it's Broncos Fuck versus fucking the, dragons. Life in the bush must be bad. Oh mate, if you're going to watch these two cunt sides yeah. for fun. Armadale, mate. Oh. Fucking tell me about the place. Nothing good coming like, out of there. Nothing. At, nothing whatsoever. Yeah. Arsehole of the earth. No, Lithgow is the arsehole of the earth. Armadale is the... Dennis Ferguson of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going there. I wasn't going to do it. I feel like... You ran off the edge and fucking clipped me on the way through, and I fucking fell as well. <laughs> so, so who are you going for? Who are you going for the win in this one, stepdad? Uh, again, I I just think the professionalism of Reynolds, and again, especially after what he did last week, nothing. Exactly. It, he's got a bounce laid back down, game. Lay down and fucking presented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he has a, a bounce back game in him. Um, plus mixed with the fact that the Dragons just don't have Ben Hunt. And I know that's a simplistic answer, but you know, we went through it last episode. I said that if, if MVP award was given out to the person whose team goes to the most shit when they're not there, he wins it by a country mile. Anything good that the Dragons have achieved this year is directly as a result of Ben Hunt playing out of his fucking skin. Um, I'll never fucking forget it. The whole thing was when, when we were doing a, the Tigers versus the Dragons. Was it Tigers-Dragons or was it just a Dragons game? No, it was Tigers-Dragons. And, and, and you said, if only Ben Hunt could pass to Ben Hunt. And then he chipped for himself and fucking scored. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> that's, that's the Dragons season. So, yeah, no, without him, Broncos. Yep. Okay, so on that note, that that's it for round seventeen. Now, all the rest of the teams have uh, with a buy. That's like Can- Canberra, Canterbury, Gold Coast, Manly, North Queensland, Penrith, Sydney, and the Warriors. So uh, we look forward to uh, New South Wales closing out the Origin series next week, and the games returning to their full slate of eight per round. Uh, and on that note, that is uh, full time for episode three seventy six. As always, if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at uh, patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation. Just shout out to a couple of our uh, new uh, our new patrons. We are a bunch of mats have become patrons uh, patrons recently. So we're obviously uh, you know, we're resonating hard with the with the mat community with the mat eye in uh, in general. Well, they're and, back. Um, 
Yeah, they are. And uh, they, they finally destroyed destroyed the fucking scourge that, that is the, the, the Mitch's, if we remember the war <laughs> of about fucking seven years ago <laughs> between the two camps. Um, and while I was uh, looking for some, uh, uh, just a, an endless stream of mats to fucking shout out for becoming patrons, uh, I f- was uh, reminded of a message that I actually saved um, to, to mention on the show. And it's um, around the time of... Uh, the uh, Perth origin, I think it was. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was, no, it was before then. It was the start of June from uh, an old, uh, a long-term listener and supporter of the show, Ross, uh, a long-term pain in my fucking ass, um, Knights fan. And uh, But he sent us a message through through Patreon and it kind of got lost in the shuffle a bit and I did mark it to, to read out, but I only just noticed that uh, tonight when I was looking at uh, patrons to shout out. I just wanted to remind all of Twill Nation how lucky you guys are who are able to watch NRL live on a regular basis. Two weeks ago, I went to watch a game live for the first time in over a decade, uh, with the exception of the Origin and the Nines in Perth. It was the Knights playing the Broncos in Newcastle, and being there live was such a great experience. Despite getting beaten, the Knights put in finally and were in it until they went to Wayne Bennett in the bunker. What I wanted to talk about was the experience, though. I went with an old mate and his five-year-old grandson. The kid, or this kid, and a bunch of them around us were in heaven. And isn't that what our sport's about? Over time, we can become a bit bitter and twisted, and it takes moments like this to remind me the pure joy the game can bring. Maybe I need to plan a trip to Magic Round, but I'm not sure at my age my liver could survive it. Then he said, uh, P.S. The kids went bonkers whenever the ball got within five metres of Ponga, and their parents said he's fabulous with the kids, so give him a break. <laughs> <sighs> uh, look, don't worry about your age. Grover goes to Magic Round, and I'm pretty sure he's 287 years old. Grover's actually twenty three, and he's just, he just and he's just two hundred eighty seven, and and he his liver has just made him sixty five years old. The human prune just gives everyone the shits. <laughs> but yeah, look at the end of the day, you know, it's like yes, yeah, stepdad. I'm pretty sure he didn't have anything to drink at Magic Round this year. No, no, and I, only, was... I, and I only had one or two at the very start. You know, knowing that you know I was, I was driving later, so. So believe me, it's not it's not the drunk fest that you may think. Are there people that literally start drinking at ten oh one a.m. and do not fucking stop until closing time three days in a row? Absolutely, yes. And is there a lot of them? Yes. Can it's you true. cover up alcohol, autism with alcohol? No. No. How do we know no, this? You can't. We watch people try. Experience. <laughs> <laughs> a, tr- a tremendous amount of lived experience. Um, <laughs> So please do come to Magic Round or come to, you know, COVID permitting, but I think we're good. To, I'm, I'm feeling confident that uh, this year we can finally get back on the grand final weekends down in Sydney. So, uh, yeah, make your way across to one of those ones if the if the, the May timetable doesn't suit you. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to catch up and um, I guess finally throw down, motherfucker, after all these years. Um, Jesus. A drink. A drink, of course. Yeah. In, with good natured banter. I've seen, you. I've seen how you operate. Poor Ross. <laughs> you have not seen me fucking punch on a single person at a fucking thing ever. Stop lying, bitch. <laughs> I've seen I've seen you, de- you fucking, fucking to it. I've seen you I've seen you get close. Oh, it's true. You have seen me try and instigate. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. No, I'll take that back. 
Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you. You're talking about twenty. You're talking about twenty fourteen grand final. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, cut. <laughs> I could tell you that you're making that up because you're so drunk. You passed out in the fuck taxi boys, on the way to the game. I remember every fucking single thing about it. <laughs> you didn't even fucking come to until fucking halftime of that game. You were so drunk. I was in. I went. I went to another place. What? What? Did, what were you saying about Stranger Things before? That's where I fucking went to. <laughs> in the car. It's called, you, you, you went. You went to the upside down. Yeah, I fucking sure did. <laughs> got touched, Nicklin, got uh, touched by got touched by a demogorgon. Nicklin, <laughs> Nicklin has this term when I uh, when I'm fucking having a little moment or uh, deep in thought or having a, typically it's when I'm having a bit of a fucking crash, anxiety or mental health wise. But she says uh, she calls it when I go when I go upstairs. <laughs> she's like I could be dead set standing in front of you and. Your eyes are open, but you may as well just be passed out. It's just in a whole nother place. So, yeah, Glenny, Glenny, have you gone upstairs, mate? <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> I definitely went upstairs in the back of that cab. <laughs> uh, you, I, yeah, you went fucking. You 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 started fucking constructing new fucking stories on top of upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, and to get it out of the cab, and look up and see police officers, the level of paranoia that I wasn't going to get into the, the, and I'm just like literally had to think about keeping myself upright and walking past them. And they, I'm sure they would have taken one look at me had they noticed. And <laughs> But you don't, get adre- you, don't, you don't get arrested just for being drunk <laughs> on a grand final weekend when literally everybody <laughs> around you is drunk. I had a similar situation. I wasn't anywhere near as drunk on a on a Melbourne Cup day, and we'd been at the races all day. Got out of the cab, literally same thing. Got out of the cab, stepped onto the footpath, looked up, and the bouncer's like, "You're not coming in. You're too drunk." Come. I said, "Mate, you could be right, but there's no way you could have assessed that in the time it's taken me to get out of the cab." Yeah, well, now you're being a smart ass. You're definitely not coming in. No, okay. <laughs> so I got back in the cab and went home. <laughs> But those police officers, they would have taken one look at me, surely. Yeah, no bounces at the footy, mate. No, definitely not. I let anyone in. Believe me, they let me in in 2016 when I was so fucking drunk. I look back on the videos and like the, and shit from that fucking that, that grand final. Oh my god, that must have been when was that? 20 the Sharkies one. Sharkies, Sharkies one. yeah. yeah. They did, the, they did the. I know. I know that. Um, I know that our mate Benny will have the photo saved on his phone or whatever. But they did this. Um. Like this big panoramic sort of photo of the shark's end, which was where we were sitting, and you can see me, and they've caught me like in the middle of like it looks like I'm just fucking out, like just out, <laughs> just sat there. <laughs> which which I was very drunk, but I wasn't I wasn't out. But um, but the 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 frame when they just caught the camera shot, it just looks like I'm so fucking blind. So good. <laughs> It's amazing. And I'm sure I'm sure Benny's listening to this, he'll chuck it into chuck it into the Facebook group for everyone to enjoy. Because I know he's got it. Um that was a very special day for him as a Sharks fan. Yeah. Um That's a long long winded way to say, hey Ross, get yourself to a fucking meetup. Yeah, fuck yeah, do it, man. And that, and it's a long winded say that everybody, the red carpet is just is rolled out. Fucking come along. And if we get to go and this thing like COVID, <laughs> COVID sounds up. so attractive until people get there and have to deal with you two cunts. Because I'm a delight. Yeah, yeah let's a see. A fucking, fucking delight. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, but it's been two years. We've had two. Well, it's been more two. It's been, we've missed two meetups because of COVID. So, um, really hoping that we can do the weekend this uh, late September or October, whatever it falls on this year. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. And it's uh, it's gonna be fucking huge because uh, there's a lot of people out. There's a lot of people down in uh, in Sydney that are, are great supporters of the show for whatever reason, haven't been able to get up to like do the magic round thing. So, you know, it's been a while. And so looking to catch up with those folks as well. And on that note, boys, we'll chat to you on Monday. Yeah, you will. Fantastic. Have an excellent weekend. How good is it? Two points this weekend. Sorry, Glenny. I agree. Banked. I agree. Banking the two points. It's just so easy. <laughs> it is. It is. A flawless origin period. How good. And the other way you could look at it is, well, you know, there's no footy on this weekend. Zero footy weekend. <laughs> is that, does that they hit home, Glenny? Like all these, all these other teams have all of these fucking superstar players out representing places and have, and have not dropped a game during the origin period. And, and the Tigers have no one and can't win. And still can't win. Yeah. You don't even get your illegitimate cup this year. Um, look, we we still play Penrith in a few weeks, don't we? That's that's going to be pretty, interesting. Pretty legitimate, though. Glenny's going up. Glenny's going upstairs again. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it up! <sighs> see you, boys. All right, later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.